I haven't burped into the microphone for a while. <laughs> that Verner's is going to help. Yeah. Did you try yet? No, have you? I've been waiting for you, bud. Salute. Salute. Fuck me. Do you know what? That's fucking smooth. Mm-hmm. That's a hundred dollar bourbon right there. That didn't give me whiskey. I mean, it gives me whiskey burn, but sure didn't give me whiskey face. Yeah. That's fucking good. E.H. Taylor, baby. My buddy bought it down in uh, Cumberland. He said he, uh, hey, Kirby, is what's going to kick <laughs> So he bought it down in Cumberland. You go into these liquor stores down in Kentucky. Turn it. So he bought it in, uh, he says, like, you go into these liquor stores and they'll be like, do you have any more in the back? And they'll, like, see how much you're buying before they let you go in the back. Interesting. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, we got this back there. And they're like, here you go, 100 bucks. Like, okay, deal. So he texted me while I was in the Virgin Islands, like, I'm in Cumberland, do you want this? And I'm like, I, I don't even care. It's hard to find. So fuck, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If it's rare, yep. Yes, sir. That's a fun place to be as a collector. If it's like, yeah, I don't fuck care if it's rare. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit if it sucks. I'll try it. It's going to take me a while to get through it anyway. So. Yeah, right. And we spent, I gave that uh, that scotch away to the, a guy I know that actually likes it. Nice. What did he think? He said it's good. He's like, I put some water in it. And I'm like, see, I want it to be good straight up. Yeah, I think it would probably be better with water. It was very, very harsh. Yeah. I was like, if I wanted to lick a cigarette ash, I would. <laughs> That's really what it tasted board, like. <laughs> I don't want to pay 60 bucks to do that. Yeah. Hey, this isn't the playroom. Yeah, it's not going to work. This is not going to work. Jesus Christ. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the 15th episode of Off the Beaten Clef. This episode is about the story so far as proper dose. So let's get into it. All right, everybody, we're here. We are. We are talking about the story so far as Proper Dose, episode number 15. 15. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, and we actually got the numbers right because there's a few <laughs> episodes we've already screwed it up. <laughs> it's, it's an ongoing conversation. When I, it's like the first thing we talk about when I pull up. It's like, what, what number of fucking episode is this? <laughs> I think it's 14 if we count this episode that we lost. I don't fucking know. Let's yeah. just wait. Yeah. So, yeah, it's 15. It's like, uh, whose line is it anyway? It's like, the points don't matter, and <laughs> the points are made up, and they don't matter. Yeah. So. What, is, what is that tagline? Welcome to whose line is it anyway with a, uh, something, something, and the, the points. Yeah, the games are all made up, and the points don't matter, yes. or something like that. It's like uh, Colin Mockery's hair. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's on Asia. That was a great, great whose line anecdote. You know, the Colin Mockery's hair, because he's like, bald. Gluck, gluck, gluck. <laughs> Just waving the, the cue cards. Ha-ha! <laughs> <Yeah>. Got him. <laughs> In all fairness, I used to love Who's Line. Oh, yeah. It's on HBO Max, and I, I still watch That's it. That's great. That's great. Uh, 
Who doesn't love white people doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so let's get in the episode. Uh, this episode or this episode is about the story so far as proper dose, which we've already talked about. It's from 2018. It's uh, the story so far's fourth studio album. It was released on September in September of 2018. Uh, do you want to guess what the singles were? Uh, you know what's funny? I, I knew you were going to ask me this, and I as I was taking my notes, I tried to. I was going to note which ones were the singles, but I forget. So I'm going to do a really bad job of this. I'm going to say that, no, I remembered the title track was not a single. Okay. Um, uh, out of it? Out of it, yeah. That was the first one, right? Yes. I, I don't have any clue after that. Okay. So Out of It came out about a year before the album came out. Okay, sure. That makes sense. Um let it go was the first technical single because it didn't count out of it upside down and take me as you please. Oh, interesting. So I think it was a conscious effort because those are the most distinguishably different songs. Yeah, sure. Um, so there was just kind of, I think trying to get people excited about the new sound that they were going for. Um, it debuted at number 19 on the billboard 200. That's impressive. Yeah. So this, we've been talking about some more popular albums yeah. than I thought. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah. I don't, I don't think of this as like a, like a, like a commercial hit. Yeah. No, I, I, I had no recollection of this album whatsoever. So, um, yeah, uh, I got a few more, uh, facts before we get into opening thoughts. Um, the first, their first album release, uh, came out in 2011. Uh, they were thought to be one of the front runners of pop punk. Um, they were out with the Wonder Years, Man Overboard, but they've always, uh, in my mind, been a little bit more traditional rock with their guitars and their drums. Yeah, it, they, they're, I, I, I talk about that a little bit, where it's not really, it's punk, but it's more. Yeah, now, and this is where they've really had a more grown-up sound, and I think that's where you either lose fans or you gain fans. Mm-hmm. So I think it was a, a good idea for them to to grow up Um their albums before this one, uh, for the most part, had no slow songs in them or songs that stretched their experimental wings. So this is the first time they've really started experimenting with slowing songs down, uh, kind of going for the the ambiance more than just, you know, 35 minutes of kicking ass. Sure. Uh, they did have two EPs where they slowed things down, and I think that's where it kept my attention. We talk about EPs sometimes as like buffers to keep your attention and uh, going for bands. And I really like his voice when it's... It's a little bit softer, and uh, a lot of people agree or disagree, but um, it's it sets a mood for some reason. Like you're you're sure. expecting these like harsh vocals, but then he comes out and like slows things down. Uh, this album came out a little over three years after their self titled. Uh, there were rumors of the band splitting up, but they released a single in two, September of 2017, and then uh, almost a full calendar year later, they released Proper Dose. And as you can tell, if you guys have listened to the album before, um, it talks a lot about drug addiction and lean and all these things. And it's pretty heavy. And sometimes it the songs are softer, but it's pretty heavy topics. Yeah. Um, so opening thoughts, Kev, I'm going to get your opening thoughts here. Yeah. So uh, when you picked this album, you had told me it's probably one of your favorite albums, at least of the last 10 years, if not ever. Um, and that it held a lot of significance for you. So I came in kind of intimidated by that because it's like, you know, nobody wants to break their friend's heart, you know? Yeah. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised. Like the, the very first 
like proper dose is such a good song. It's, it's a, it's a great opener and I'll talk about that in a second. But as soon as I heard that first, like 10 seconds of the album I was like, okay, I'm safe. I'm not going to hate this album. I might not be as excited about it as Dylan is, but I'm, I'm not, I'm going to enjoy listening to this album. And so that was, that was fun for me to come into it with the kind of relieving that pressure of, uh, you know, not <laughs> cause I'm, you know, I'm not going to come in here and blow smoke up your ass if I don't like an album either. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it, that was a pleasant surprise to me. Um, and one of the first things that uh, stood out to me is that it did. It sound it sounds like punk grown up, uh, and that's 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 readily apparent. I mean, there's a lot of still very punky sounds in this. A lot of the drums are very punky still. Um, sorry, that was came out weird. <laughs> I said like punky. I said put a G in punk. Punky. Uh, it came out very punky. Pungent. Punky and punchy. <laughs> uh, good thing uh, we have a good pop filter here. Uh, but yeah, no, it's. Uh, I liked it, and I think it's interesting listening to uh, what's his name Parker Cannon, which is a great fucking name. Yeah, you have a very good way of picking lead singers with awesome names. Oh yeah, Parker Cannon is a fucking great. How's name. it? How's it stack up against Burt McCracken? Burt McCracken, I don't think will ever be unparalleled. <laughs> that, that dude should be in Pirates of the Caribbean tomorrow. <laughs> Hire this man, or at least like doing promotional for Crack and Rum, you know. Uh, or, you know, uh, what, what, the, what was it? The pistachios. Let's get cracking or whatever. <laughs> Bur- get cracking with Burma cracking. Come on, guys. This is, this is elementary stuff. Why am I not doing marketing for pistachios <laughs> currently? Uh, but no, yeah. So it, one of the other things I noticed was um, I think when he talks, when he says, when it sounds like he's talking to somebody else in this album, it's really him talking to himself in a mirror. I think that's that really struck me on all, almost all of these songs. There's some where it's very obvious where he's talking to a, a girl or something like that. But in a lot of these songs where it's about like confronting something and he says you, if he's talking to somebody else, I really do feel like he's just in a mirror pointing at himself or talking to a certain aspect of his self. And that made it like a really interesting listen. And it was something I didn't pick up really until like my second or third listen to. And then I really picked it up on my notes listen. So yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting album. Um, and yeah, I, 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 I'm glad that I liked it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Uh, after the, the Jack's mannequin one, I wasn't sure, (laughs) but this is, this is definitely better, better for me personally than that Jack's mannequin album by a large margin. Yeah. And that, I was nervous about picking this one for a while because I wanted to do it justice because of uh, what it meant to me. So this came out in the last semester of my paramedic school. Right. And it was just at a time where I was feeling dejected. And, you know, a lot of the the themes, though, I can't relate to drug addiction and all that stuff. You you feel the feeling of like you're just missing out on everything. Right. And all you want to do is like reconnect with your family. You want to feel like you're not so like going through the motions and that theme really struck me because before story so far was kind of just like, I hate this girl. This girl has done me wrong. I sure. hate the way you make me feel. I'm so blue. And this just feels like a grown up way of like dealing with things. There's a lot of talk of like, it's been so long, you know, it's all love now. Like I don't, I don't have any ill feelings towards you or, you know, it's just a lot of grown up ways of looking at things. And it kind of rewarded me for listening to this band as long as I have, because I kind of grew up with them and yeah, it came sure. out at a perfect time for me to just like totally get what he's going for. And like, there's a, there's a song later on that I'll talk about that just like 
I would play it over and over again before I would like go into an exam or something. And I hope it's not, like, I hope it's not one of the ones I don't like because there's some songs that I I just don't don't like on this album. So. <laughs> yeah, and you know for for an album that's only 33 minutes, it feels long. And there's definitely some songs that you know could could definitely do without. But at the same time, I yeah. think it kind of adds to the whole like. We're going for a different sound. Even if these songs or themes kind of seem repetitive, it's yeah. still only 33 minutes. Well, and here's the thing, too. Like, I listened to this mostly, like, just through my phone or I did one headphones listen. But then I listened to it on the car on the way over here. And I was like, oh, this makes so much more sense in a car to me. Just sonically, it sounds better in a car. And I think that you – I think it's worth – if you don't necessarily get an album, like – not necessarily lyrically, but if it just doesn't sound right, listen to it different ways. Because sometimes albums just make more sense in a different environment. And this, this, I put it on random and I played it in my car and I was like, oh, yeah, okay. This is, like, there's songs that I wasn't as sure about that I listened to on the way over here. I was like, oh, yeah, I like, I, I get it. Like, this sounds really good. Like, and I was picking up stuff that I wasn't picking up before. So I don't really know where I was going with that, but just, you no, know. No, I mean, you're right. There's a lot of albums that I've listened to through the car exclusively and then yeah. i put it on headphones and it's like oh shit yeah, it's completely different <laughs> yeah um so you want to get into track number one yeah do you want to start or do you want me to start i kind of want to start all right go for it but i don't know i don't know <laughs> did you know you go first did you, you count first. out to see which ones you really want to talk about um no. i'll give you a second i'll play the jeopardy music no you can go okay. first i'll let you go first <laughs> okay uh yeah so uh, proper dose title track uh, number one. First of all, I feel like that's rare. I feel like the title track is almost never song one. I could be totally off base with that, but I I saw that and I was like, oh, that's kind of bold. Like, because that that kind of is like I feel like a title track is in the middle of the album a lot of times to kind of reset your attention. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, it's like when somebody says the line in a movie that is the title of the movie. Like, uh-huh. yeah, like oh, he said it. He said the thing. Um, Everybody drink. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I thought that was kind of bold choice to start. And uh, just like I said earlier, it immediately caught my attention with the drums. The drums are really, really good on this track. And it's the, and I wrote the, the classic punk rock vocals were almost really pleasing to hear after the silky smoothness of Michael Graves last week. And I've, I'm still, I'm, I'm stuck on famous monsters. I forgot how much I love that album and I'm still listening to it. Oh yeah. That's, it was, it was really hard for me to focus on another album to pick for next week. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, like I said, in, in contrast to Michael Graves who had silky smooth, like you said, almost too good for punk vocals. It was really cool to go back and just hear a classic vocal, uh, like punk vocal. Um, and then, yeah, I said, it sounds like grown up punk. And I think that's a good thing. That's what makes punk sustainable is, you know, you can be, there's a, there's a wrong and a right way to do it too. You can go the green day route, which they fucking ruined themselves. Or you can go this route where it's still got those very punky elements. You still kind of have that grittiness to it, but it's, you're talking about more adult themes. Your, your musical arrangement is more difficult and, 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 um, interesting, but it still has that grittiness and it doesn't lose that rawness that punk really needs. And I think this, this track is a perfect example of that. Yeah. This is the, the second album in a row where the opening track just fucking beats down the door. Yeah, it's great. Um, the, the drummer, like you mentioned, Ryan Torf, he knocks us out of the park. Uh, I've always been a huge fan and that's kind of one of the reasons I keep listening to their albums is because I love Parker's voice. I love the guitars and their drummer. If you try and like, just try and air drum along with him. Impossible. The yeah. dude is a maniac. Um, it's so intricate. Like just the kick pattern in this. I, I, I can't, I don't know how he does it. 
and there's videos on YouTube that I've watched and watched him drum. He makes it look so easy, but it's a very intricate song. Well, yeah, that's the sign of a master, right? Where they yeah. make something <laughs> incredibly difficult look super easy. Like I, if you see it as a complete amateur, like hey, I could do that, and yeah. then you and then you get in there and you take lessons for ten years and you still can't do it. You're like fuck. <laughs> Some people just got it, and uh, yeah, Ryan Torf definitely has it. Um, Was it Torf? Torf. T O R F. It's another great name. Yeah. That's a great drummer name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, this song is uh, what I would imagine he wrote the day. He had an intervention with his friends. This is what I imagine yeah. the day after an intervention where, you know, things are still a little fuzzy. You're still, maybe you're still using, maybe you're not. But, like, the clarity is there. Like, I, I want to watch my cousin grow up. I want to be a part of these things that I wasn't able to to be a part of because I was just locked away in my room and that's what he basically did for a year was locked himself in a room drank a bunch of lean got himself super high yeah used narcotics and um at a certain point you just like feel nothing you're just so used to being sedated by your own by your own accord and you know feeling opaque and absentee is just like am i just going through the motions or is this how i'm going to be that's right. just like that's always the the very first moment i put this album on that just like gave me chills and still to this day, there's just so much emotion to this this song that um, it just it blows me away. For such a simple song that's not even two minutes long. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. You can pack so much into such a short amount of time if you do it correctly. And I think that's that's a testament to – there's a couple times where uh, Parker is the main writer of all these songs, and I think he just kind of blows me away a little bit. Every, it, it, there's little moments here and there that I'm like, oh, that's super clever, and it's – you know, if you're clever with what you do, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be a seven minute epic. You know what I mean? Yeah. And his cadence, I think is what really sets yep. him apart from other pop punk. Cause it's not like super rhymy. It's, it's got a, a like a certain cadence to it, almost like rapping sometimes. Yeah, sure. Um, and just the way the song soars out with the whoa, oh, oh's and mm. just like, it feels like a culmination and the song just ends. And that's where we lead right into keep, uh, keep this up. Yep. And the guitars sound like 2002. <laughs> Dude, I said the same thing. I was like, this takes me back to middle school in the best ways. And so, <laughs> so let's get TRL on, baby. I want to see Carson Daly with a spiked hair interviewing the story so far and then making fart jokes. Yeah. That's what I want out of this song. <laughs> um, but <laughs> it's another song that's really short and sweet, but there's a, a guitar solo. Hold on one second. <laughs> we, got some- we, we got we got a French bulldog that is not happy about us locking the door. <laughs> this is like a really fun song that's also about a serious topic, and I think yeah. that's what separates it from 2002 pop punk. Um, it's so much fun. The, the, there's a guitar solo after the first chorus, and it's just like short and sweet, but it carries right back into you know the second verse that makes it such a a fun song, kind of like after you've done so many wrong things with your family, like I hope my family's still proud of me. It's yeah. just a really cool sentiment. And then um, we can talk about the end of the song here in a second, but uh, I want to hear your thoughts about keep this up. Uh, yeah. I mean, I had much the same feeling where it's like, it, it wrote, it's something I would, would have gobbled up back in the day. You know, it's, 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 this is the kind of punk I was listening to back around that time. And like middle school, early high school, uh, it just, you're right. It sounds fun, but it is about a serious topic. And, you know, the, the sound, the tone of the song is triumphant, almost like he's overcoming this drug addiction and like the, the people that it affected. And he's kind of like, you know, I hope I can still be like, I hope they're still proud and that, and that whole theme. So I think it really works. I think it's, um, 
it's an appropriate tone for the kind of the lyrical meaning behind it where he's kind of come out on the other side of the proper dose and he's like, yeah, cool. I, I can do this, but I hope everybody, you know, I hope everybody's still there. Um, that's what I got from it anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I said, um, you know, I th- I love Parker's vocals. I think they, like I, I touched on a little bit on the last song. It's, they're just, they're nostalgic for me, but not in like a cheesy nostalgia way because there's a lot of music that I listen to or now from around that time. And I'm like, Oh boy, this is just not good, yeah. but I st- I'm still nostalgic for it. Uh, but this is, yeah, like I said, it's not. It doesn't make me cringe in nostalgia. So I think that's a, that's a good thing to have in any song, especially for a band I never listened to. That's a, that's a good. That's a really cool for that to happen. Oh yeah, and th- this is the first time they've written like this pop punky of a song. Yeah, and a lot of the times before it was like crunchy guitars and like they had their own specific sound. But this is like it almost sounds like a newfound glory or yeah yeah for sure um but the last line uh bet if you keep this up you'll die here all alone yet you still fill your cup nodding off Mm -hmm. and that is what you were kind of talking about with the mirror like looking at yourself yeah and just kind of doing some inward reflection like you're gonna you're gonna alienate yourself you're gonna die alone and that's just like that always gave me chills as well like having that like most of the time when you're addicted, you don't think about that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but having someone open your eyes is kind of a cool, cool picture to paint and be able to be like, you're going to die alone, but here you go. You're still nodding off from your coding. Yeah. It, go ahead. Sorry. No, that was, that was really it. Uh, it's like, a, it's like an intervention for himself. That's kind of what this album feels like. And I feel like that's a cool way. It's a cool little window of, of our, his life that he kind of let us in on, on this, this entire album. And, yeah, that's it's 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 really poignant to hear somebody kind of because they're, they're not quite over it. Like they're still going through like the damage that the drugs have done, and so there's there's still that like there's still that addiction there. But it's not uh, it's not controlling his life. He's he's able to kind of separate himself from Parker the addict and Parker the recovering addict, and they're having a conversation in this album, and it's really interesting. Yeah, and uh, I think it. It kind of the song track one and two are one of my f- favorite opening two tracks, um, maybe it, ever, just because of the way it it's so up up upbeat and it's less than five minutes, but it's still like you feel a certain way after the two songs. Sure. Yeah, especially if you're listening to the lyrical content. And so when we get into out of it, which is track number three. Uh, kind of sets a little different tone. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I mentioned that right away. I was like, the the last track seemed a little bit more triumphant. This 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 seems a little bit more, at least from a lyrical standpoint, more of kind of like a relapse almost. Um, and I love the the line, my appropriate opiate. I love internal rhyme. It has me out of it, out of it. And it just the way he delivers it, delivers it too. Um, it just has a, it has a weight to it that I think because again it's he's he's been able to separate himself from the addict and the recovering addict, and he he knows like he's using this oh it's like it's the appropriate opiate like this is this is the one I can use that's safe it's almost what it feels like and it, it's an interesting flow from the last two where it's like I'm here I'm better, uh, but now I'm not and now I'm. I'm replacing like, oh i can use just a little bit you know so it's like it's like a recovering alcoholic it's like oh just one shot you know what i mean that's kind of what it feels like to me on this song yeah. Uh, and yeah it's it's uh, musically 
I said the guitar and drums after the bridge really kick ass. And then there's that quick beat drop and then he brings the chorus back. It's just, it's so effective, man. And it's, it's just really good pop punk writing and it, 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 cause it grabs your ear. Like I said, I've talked about it in the last couple of weeks where you, if you use silence effectively, it really creates that kind of vacuum that you were just, you lean in a little bit. Yeah. You're waiting for that to come back and like, Oh, okay. And it, it's just really well done here cause it's not overdone. So yeah, great song. I, I really, uh, this might be my favorite song on the album. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love, I love out of it. It was a song that I was most familiar with when the album came out mm-hmm. just because it was a single, but the single sounds completely different. I don't know. It was a different mix. Interesting. Um, it w- they went to the studio to record this album in 2017. Uh, then they had a, a tour and stuff, but they only had one song ready, so they put out of it out, and it was mixed. And I liked it. And then when it, the album came out, the mix sounds a lot better with the album. Sure. Um, but it's it's such a good song. It was just a, a tidbit that I remember when the album came out i was like why does this sound so completely different like guitar even like the way you always ask me where i go like that's even like harmonized differently it's it's a very weird cut so if you guys are interested you can listen to the two and kind of decide which one you like more but yeah i really like this version of it and um it kind of seems like more the addiction phase like you were talking about and it seems more like I'm going to hide my addiction from you, from her, from everyone. Right. And that's kind of like maybe because the song's a little bit older, maybe it is more when he was addicted and on the other side. But in the the concept of the album, it kind of seems more like a relapse. You're... I think you're right. Yeah, I, I, that's just the way I, I interpreted it. It's yeah. just like I can hide, like everybody, like I can't disappoint these people, so I'm going to hide it, but I know what I can take because I've been there before. So I know this is the appropriate dose just to make me feel better. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know. But it's not a big deal. I'll hide it from you, from her, from everyone. Yeah, exactly. I mean, my I, problem. I mean, I used to, I smoked for years and it's like every now and again, I would really want one. I'd be like, ah, you know what? It's fine. I, I, can, I know what I can do. I can have one here or there and it would be fine. It never is. You know what I mean? It's, it's always, almost always a slippery slope back in until you finally just decide to quit again. But there's no such thing as like a little bit of an addiction. It's either you're in or you're out. So uh, I, I can kind of relate to that. I mean, obviously not drugs, but, you know, having smoked cigarettes for years, like I, I get it. Like yeah. you, you never, there's never a point in your life where you don't want what you were addicted to. It's just a matter of how well you can control it. Oh yeah. And I think that's, you know, unless you've been truly addicted to something, it's not, it's something that's hard to kind of grasp because you, you know, obviously you can look at it from the outside in and say, Oh, just, you know, just don't do it. It's just have some self control, but it's not, I mean, it's not like that. It's, it becomes a lifestyle. It becomes part of your life and you know, it's hard to break that habit. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like the whole depression thing. Like, well, just quit being sad. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. just yeah, <laughs> just smile, you. just laugh a little bit. If you You'll smile a little bit more, maybe stop being so sad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Turn Thank that frown you. upside down, silly. Oh, yeah, I feel so much better. Yeah, it's 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 silly. I mean, I mean, I'm not trying to disparage anybody who's never been addicted to anything. But it's just I know how it can be difficult to put yourself in somebody's shoes if you've never been through it. So. Oh yeah, yeah. That kind of empathy is hard, especially with yeah. addiction. Yeah. Um, so the next one is Take Me As You Please. Mm-hmm. I believe it's my turn. Yes. Dang, you, now you're holding Yeah, you've got evens, together. bud. Um, <laughs> Take Me As You Please. Uh, is this Oasis? People are asking. <laughs> uh, I only say that because I know Parker's a huge fan of Oasis. Is he? And that makes I, sense. He, around the time this album came out, he was posting a lot of screenshots of like Oasis songs. And, you know, 
this song has some kind of sound to it that just like makes it hopeful. And I think it was a really good idea to slow it down after the first three and kind of just go with the, you know, I don't know. I really like the song for what it is with the, the slowing down of the tempo. Sure. And it really works with his, his softer vocals. I want to hear your thoughts. <laughs> so my first char of my first, first thing I wrote was, are we at church all of a sudden? This sounds like the, you know, at your, your Sunday service and they're playing like that's that, that MIDI keyboard, that MIDI organ and their soft guitars over it. And everybody's kind of shuffling into their pew. But then I wrote like, you know, the lyrics couldn't be farther from, you know, our, our God is an awesome God. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like this is not a church hymn. Uh, it just, it, it's, it's almost too abrupt of a stop for me. Really? The slow songs on this album don't do it for me. Like they, this one I think is the best of them. Um, I didn't hate it, but I, I also just, for me, if I, I don't like slow songs on a punk album, that's just me personally. Um, like you can have an anthem or switch it up a different way. I don't know. It's just something about slowing down a punk album that just is almost too jarring for me. Um, not to not enjoy it, because I did enjoy this most of this album. There's only one song I probably would have cut from it. Um, but it does, it is, it's kind of... Um, yeah, it just kind of jarred me a little bit more than I was expecting, which is not bad. Again, I don't like, I don't dislike this song. Um, the, the the opening is weird. <laughs> it's because I didn't expect a MIDI organ and soft, like clean guitars all of a sudden. But uh, yeah, I, you didn't think this was about high, having high sex? No. <laughs> when I was reading the lyrics, I was like, oh, this guy just likes getting high and not doing anything and being lazy and fucking while having, being high. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the few songs I didn't really dive into the yeah, lyrics, so that's yeah. on me. But yeah, well, that, that's it's, that's funny you say that. <laughs> I don't know if it's true, but I, you know, it's I was like I th- I'm starting to see a pattern where every album Dill picks, it's like album track three or four is the fucking song. Yeah, if there ain't, <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? If there ain't a sex song, I ain't picking it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so it might not be. It might just be the way that I interpreted the lyrics of this song. But um, yeah, it's it's a cool track. I mean. I would say after the chorus, it's like, take me as you please. Yeah. And then like the don't, 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 like the bass sounds yeah. so cool. And there's just some kind of like music that's, I don't even, I don't even know what that instrument would be, but it sounds really cool. Yeah. And, and like no, I, no other story so far song like that. Yeah. And I, I think that kind of like, I've never really listened to story so far, but this feels like it's out of their comfort zone and that's okay. I think you're allowed to experiment as a band and, Again, I don't. It's it's a. It turns into a track that I like. It just is. It's very jarring. Yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't quite ready for it. <laughs> I think listening to I think listening to this album on ram, random for me would be the best way for me to listen to it. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. And then uh, the next one is "Let It Go." Yeah, "Let It Go." Uh, I said "Sex Song" followed up by a breakup song. Sounds about right. Um, and then I re- I just wrote down the bridge the the, the lyrics of the bridge because I really really like that. Anytime I see your face, it's it's just my own. I'll be fine. Just look how much it, that I've grown. Uh, how did you stay here? I don't play fair. You, I really like this line. You and I might be the only thing I know. I think that's really cool. Because I, I, I think everybody's kind of been there at some point in their life. It's like, I don't know how to be myself apart from who I am with you. And I think that's a really cool sentiment that a lot of people can relate to. Um, and then I really like uh, the end of it where it's, I feel, I feel your hand inside of mine. No, never mind, I don't. Um, 
I think that's really cool. I think because it's like uh, you're there, but oh shit, you're actually not there. You're like grasping at air. And I think that, you know, it's a really clever way to kind of talk about losing somebody that you don't really know how to live without. And I think um, it's just a cool song. It's it, 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 the sonically, the drumming is really awesome in this, in this song. It's, it's again, it's one of those off kilter, like downbeats. Uh, it's just an, uh, it's an odd way of doing it, but it's, it's a really, really effective way of doing it. It's, it's kind of herky jerky, but it doesn't distract. It's not cacophonous. And I yeah. really, really enjoy it, like clever drumming like that. Yeah. I really like the, the break between two slow songs, take me as you please and upside down. Yeah. This is kind of like a, a mid tempo I would say for them. And the drums really set it off in the song for me. Um, just like going into the chorus, it's like, let it go. And then just like, you can just feel the doom, 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 yeah, doom. Yeah. And it takes you right into the second verse. It's, uh, it works seamlessly for me. And just this song traditionally, or it sounds like a traditional story so far song. Yeah. This is what their old lyrics were about. Kind of, you know, figuring out how you're going to be after a breakup. Sure. And it's still, he still does it in such a clever way. And it's always like, dang, I can't wait to tweet that later at without adding her. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, a little subtweets. <laughs> a subtweet nation. Uh, there's actually an old meme where Peter Griffin's like got headphones on and he's like holding a story so far album. And it's like, who hurt you, Parker Cannon? <laughs> who hurt you? And uh, this song is kind of perfect for that. But yeah. Still, it's a mid tempo song and it like kind of breaks up the the monotony of if the, if it were three slow songs in a row, you'd be like. All right, we're we're getting to the low of the album. Yeah, but um, it kind of works, and then we go right into "Upside Down," uh, which is track number six. Yes, that's you. You're even. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's all love now. Upside down. Yeah. This is like what I wanted him to say in this album. You know, I I knew he was going to talk about addiction and stuff like that. Um, but getting into "Upside Down," where it's like you you're getting a little bit older. You don't have those strong feelings about a breakup like you used to. Yeah. Like when you see someone out and they're an ex, it doesn't hurt the way it did. And you want, you want it to be love. You want it to, you know, you don't want ill will for them anymore. You're not thinking of clever ways to, to tell them that you hate them. It's yeah. just, uh, it, I think it's a really good song and it's actually written by the drummer, Ryan Torf. This is the oh, only song interesting. that wasn't written by Parker. And I think it's got a different vibe to it. It almost like, it almost seems like a beachier song. Like, I feel like we're in the back of a pickup with surfboards, like on the way to the <laughs> sure. beach. Um, but yeah, that's what I got about upside down. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I, I already talked about how like the slower songs on this album don't necessarily do it for me. Not, they don't do it for me as much as the other songs do. Um, I do. This is the track that I really kind of started to think about this as Parker talking to himself. Um, and I, I interpreted this as his on again, off again, love with recording music and, and being part of the music industry, not necessarily about an ex, like an ex lover, but it's like, cause he talks about, I think one or two lines talks about like making music and I, it was like, Oh shit. Yeah. I can see like, this was their fourth album. He's probably getting kind of a little burnout, but he still loves making music. And, you know, watching that Avicii documentary earlier this year, it really kind of, it gives you kind of a good insight into an artist's frame of mind. I mean, Avicii was a special case, but yeah, I mean, I, I thought that was an interesting, um, an interesting way to kind of tackle 
it was very meta, you know, like I'm going to write a song about not really loving writing songs anymore. And I think that's a cool way to kind of deal with that. I mean, I would do that when I had writer's block, you know, I would just, I would just write shit like stuff I knew was shitty just to get stuff on something on a page. Yeah. And that's kind of what this feels like to me. I don't know if that's true, but, um, it kind of feels that way to me. And I, I think that's an interesting way to kind of go about tackling something you, you're, you love, but you're kind of losing you're you're not in love with it anymore. Yeah. That, that's a good point. I, I, I meant to point out that like at the very end where they're talking about, going to different cities and like you come back and everyone's doing their own thing. Right. I think they mention people specifically and it's like, and you're kind of upside down, like where you grew up and you're coming <laughs> yeah. back and it's just not the same. Yep. So there's, there's the, it's kind of talking about the downside of, I, you can interpret it a couple different ways, but sure. I, I think that's a cool way to look at it too. Yeah, I think it made it. It made the song that I didn't necessarily love sonically uh, and very enjoyable for me to listen to multiple times because it's like, oh yeah, you know, like I, I totally get what you're coming for com- or going for here. Um, my my last my last statement on this song was. Um, you know, punk shouldn't be slow. It should allow you to mosh your tears away as some skidhead punk, uh, some skidhead punk elbows you in the sternum. You know, like punk, sad punk songs are. That's what they should be. They should still be just as angry. Mm-hmm. Um, but that again, personal preference doesn't mean it's a bad song or that you know other people shouldn't like it. It's it, objectively not bad. It's not a bad song objectively. It's just subjectively, it wasn't my cup of tea yeah. necessarily. Um, so if you're done with upside down, I'll, I'll, uh, hop right into if I fall. Um, I'm going to preface this for the listeners. This is, this song was the beginning of what sent me on a mental, um, head cannon. And I start to lose track of what the songs actually are and what they're saying. And actually even sonically what they're doing. I just kind of focus on how they made me feel from this point out. So if you're listening to me for like <laughs> analysis of these songs, uh, stop Dylan. Dylan will handle the analysis sure. from this point on. Um, but yeah, so I was like, yeah, give me those tasty punk drums, those guitars, give me those petulant growls. Like, yes, this chorus is awesome. Um, like this is how you make sad punk songs. Like you should be able to punch away your tears and give yourself a stiff upper lip and give a middle finger to the world. Um, I really, really, uh, it, it's the first time we really get an anth- or like a truly anthemic chorus in this, in this album. And it, it was like, I was like, fuck yeah, let's go. Like, yes, this is what I listened to punk albums for is a song that sounds like this. And I, I was just, it really pumped me up. And I, you know, I wrote that as like this, this song is like a shot of whiskey in the middle of, you know, you're starting, your night's starting to wind down. Somebody's like, yeah, let's fucking take a shot of whiskey. Like, oh, fucking, let's go. <laughs> All right. Night's back on. And that's, that's what this song kind of feels like to me. It's like, yeah, it's that shot of like, you know, well whiskey, that, that $3 shot of whiskey. That's just kind of tastes like shit, but it's like a second wind. And I was like, yeah, let, let's go. This song, it, it got me back into it. Yeah, and, and where the the last three songs have kind of showed that they're trying to grow musically, and you know the lyrics are a little bit different. This song kicks it right back in, yeah. and I, I think you're right where we had the the little buffer, and then it kicks right back up. It makes this song that much more poignant. I love this song. I yeah, it's good. the chorus like my choices let down most of my closest people, but I'm gaining background, mm-hmm. and that's just like. Try it's triumphant, and I think that's such a fun theme in a in a punk album because a lot of times it's it talks about hopelessness or yeah. you know there's emo albums that are hopelessness, but this is hopeful, and this is a song that I played over and over again. 
I remember sitting in my car. I showed up like an hour early before one of my tests. And it was like, if you fail this test, you're out of the class. And it was just like, I've come so far. And, you know, if, if I fall, you know, I'm going to be better. I'm going to try and be better by fall. And sure. that's just like, man, what a, what a triumphant thing to hear yeah. over and over again to just try and get yourself up and shake those nerves. And this song is just... Fuck! I love this song. This is one of the. If I had to, if I had to pick, you know, four or five songs, this would be in the top four or five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, That's uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I, 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 it's funny you say that because I was like, this is my palate cleanser on the album. This is what got me back. You know, like I was just talking about, like this. It's such a good song, especially. I think it makes sense where it is on the album too, because I think it's intentional that it's like whew, right back up to where it was. It's like, yeah, it's great. It, it's. Yeah, I don't know what else to say other than that. Is that I think you your your little anecdote is is a perfect anecdote for this song. So, yeah, and then uh, it leads kind of perfectly into "Need to Know." Yep, it's another uh, pop punk song that, for most of it, is kind of forgettable for me. I, I like the how it kind of slows everything down. All you need to know, yeah, it's that well I'm away, and then it kicks back in. But um, the thing that really stands out at the end of the, is the end of the song for me, where it's like "Save My Soul." Mm-hmm. Man, like it, I, that's another point of the song that it's worth listening to the whole song just to hear that, and I get fucking chills. It's so good, time. dude! It's uh, so fucking good. Um, sorry, are you done? Or did yeah, you have more the, to just, say? Sorry, just the drums, man. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like uh, oh man, I'm not doing it justice. Just go listen to the fucking <laughs> just go song. Listen to the song. <laughs> We're at track eight, and I'm still this jacked up. Yeah. But, um, the the end is just so man it's it like you're like this dude needs help and yeah. he's wanting help and it's just like try it's another song it's just triumphant um yeah i'll let you go sir okay <laughs> no, don't I, don't apologize man i don't want i don't want to cut you off you know no, you're um good. but so again now i'm in full full-blown headcanon mode at this point so what this song is to me it's another shot of whiskey right after that when you're like oh shit i shouldn't but okay and uh and then like the the most of the rest of the song were kind of just slower that's like that fucking that first drag of that cigarette after you're done with those shots you're like fuck that was a mistake let me hit, let me hit this cigarette and you're like okay all right st- settle the stomach down all right now i'm starting to get now i'm starting to get feel better and then the chorus which i love it's i wrote that it makes me feel like you're starting to feel the nicotine enhance that buzz. Like, oh shit. Okay. I just took two shots of whiskey and now I'm smoking a cigarette. Yeah. All right. This feels great. <laughs> and this is, it's, it's, this is really like, it's, it was so visceral for me as I was, t- this is how it had, as I was taking my notes, I just kind of lost myself in this headcanon. And I was just really enjoying the ride of just kind of experience listening, like sitting back and just listening to it and kind of letting my mind go where it would. I mean, you know, the escape, right? Yeah. I pictured myself at the back porch of the escape, smoking a cigarette after taking two shitty shots of whiskey. Scott poured him big like he does. And, uh, yeah, man, it's, uh, it was an interesting, uh, interesting ride that this song really kicked it into overdrive. And then I said, the save my soul is like when you walk back in, you're like, Oh shit, I need to go. I need some water. That water is saving my soul right now. And it, it's the, the way he's kind of like, says it so longingly at the end of the song. I was like, fuck, I need, I need that glass of water. I need to save my soul. Um, and that's, that's, that's need to know was a, was a trip of a song for me. It was, it was a whole like very vivid in my mind, like five to 10 minutes of a drunken night at a dive bar. And, um, 
I love that. Yeah, man. It, it really like I think I thought I figured you might, but I just wanted to preface it with like I'm not going to talk really about the song at all. It's just about how the song made me feel, yeah. and like I just closed my eyes and I could see it. I was like, oh shit, yeah. Like as I was listening to it, like yeah, this is this is the shot. This is the cigarette. This is the glass of water. And um, yeah, if, if you have nothing else, I'll go right back into the line. Let's do it. Um, which is a strange, strange song. Um, it's, it's very like an interlude. Yeah, it's yeah, almost. Yeah, I think it doesn't. It uh, I think it maybe reprises another song a little bit. I thought maybe I caught, or maybe it just sounded similar to another song we've done recently. Um, but yeah, it's almost kind of ethereal in the way it feels. And just to continue my headcanon with this song, this is to me like, all right, you left the bar, you're fuck, you had a great fucking night, but you're kind of just stumbling around. You don't really know where you are. But you know you had a good time, and that's kind of what this song is. It's nice, and it's to me, it's it's like the lights are coming up. You're patting for your cell phone wallet keys. You got those. They're like, all right, everything's dandy, um, and you know you're stumbling home. You know you lost a few brain cells, but you know you had a good time doing it. And I think uh, you know the fact that this album and the back half of this album can remind me of one of my favorite things to do ever, which is get really drunk at a dive bar. I think that I don't, I don't sure I can pay a higher compliment to an album, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, if it can take you to a place like that. Yeah. It just, it really, it, it was weird. It just, just transported me right to the back, back porch of the escape. And then having the lights come up, it's like, all right, everybody drink them up. That's what this, <laughs> that's what line is Smoke for me. If you got them. Yeah. <laughs> and it was me stumbling home and, uh, you know, and you're just really kind of enjoying the buzz that I had, the residual buzz from, you know, the night that I was having. Yeah, the, lyrically, there's not much to this song. Yeah, there, like I don't said, think there are many lyrics. Right? It's pretty ethereal. Yeah. I think it's uh, "Put your hand inside of mine." Yeah. Um, oh wait, oh no, never mind. And it kind of makes you think. Yeah, so it was a reprisal. That's uh, that's I just talked about it. What uh, was that? Let it go. Yeah, let it go. It kind of feels like you know maybe it's like a hate. It almost feels hazy. Like yeah. maybe maybe you're reaching your hand out for a girl, and it's like, oh wait, I'm just kind of messed up on codeine. You know. Mm. Um, so, like, just making you hallucinate a little bit. So that's kind of how I interpreted it. But you know, it's n- there's not much to it, so you can kind of leave it open. Yeah, you leave it's open to whatever you want. I like that interpretation, though. That's kind of cool. It's like a guy laying on a carpet, and he's like reaching out for help. He can see the things that he's already talked about before, and like the, the he's got his own head cannon going on. So he's reaching out for he's like, oh shit, no, there's nothing there. So that's that's a cool interpretation of a song that doesn't have a whole lot to it. Um, and I think that's why I like the mood so yes, much, I agree. especially like th- this isn't a, a sl- it's a slower song, but it like it's so short that it just leads perfectly right into growing on you, which is an actual slow song. Yeah. Um, for me, it's kind of a forgettable song. Yeah. I would have cut this. I would have cut the song. Um, just because it seems like a love song, but you know, it doesn't really fit thematically here. Yeah. Um, especially going into the next song, Lightyear, which is such a fun song. Mm-hmm. This song just seems like, okay, I'm going to make it through it for the sake of the album, but um, what? Go ahead. Finish your thought. <laughs> that, 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 what you just said is perfect for what I, my head can. Um, because I think if you want to done line straight into Lightyear, that would have been such a cool way yeah. to end the album. Yeah. But growing on you, you know, throw a slap it on an EP someday. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. You know, you want to do an experimental all slow song. This is, uh, you know, an unplugged version of the story so far. Throw this on there. Yeah. And that was really all my thoughts on it. It's, it's a fine song. I, I'll listen to it, but listening to it 
in the in the context of this album doesn't really fit for me. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you don't like it because I, I really just don't like this song even a little bit. Um, you know, <laughs> and I was like, I was writing such a cool wave of like nostalgia and almost secondhand drunk just from the way those last three songs made me feel. Um, that this honest, this song honestly made me angry the first couple of times I like listened through and I was like, fuck man, like it just seems like such a throwaway at the back half of this. Like we got to get to 11 songs. We have this one. It's not great, but toss it in there. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, to me, I wrote this song as like the spins, like (laughs) you don't like it, but you got to get, you got to grin and bear it and get through it and stick uh, one leg off the bed and finish it out. Yeah. Like you just stumbled home from line. You fell in bed and you're like, Oh, Oh no, here they come the spins. That's what this song is for me. It was like, it's like the spins. It's like, you can't get rid of it, but yeah, you know, you have to get through it to get to the next morning, which is what the next song is for me. Um, did you have any more? about nope. growing on you um yeah again i would have cut it i just don't i agree with you completely i don't think it fits the tone of this album um even with the other slower songs it's almost too dreary mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't know it just it, there's something thematically about it that just uh, it just doesn't sit well in this album you know what i mean it would yeah. be fine on another album potentially it just with this is like I don't know. It's like if you're on a roller coaster and it's really fun, but it's up and down. There's you know things you enjoy, there's something you don't enjoy. This is just like a really slow turn as you come back into the, the docking bay. And you see that big hill and you're like, "There's a there's light year. You just gotta get to it. You just gotta wait out the three minute song." Yeah, it's okay, whatever. I mean, no album is perfect, right? Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, and then Lightyear for me, again, this is the completion of my headcanon. Um, I figured this would be more interesting for me to talk about anyway. Um, I was like, this is me waking up the next morning and realizing exactly what kind of night I had and getting mad at yourself and texting your friends to say sorry or getting angry at the ones that were dicks to you. Um, and yeah, you know, that's really kind of how this made me feel. And I was like, that's that's always a fun it's not necessarily fun, but it's exciting. You know what I mean? That this song is exciting to me and you're like, Oh fuck. All right. I got to take care of this now. Or like, yeah, Hey, look at this. How much fun did we fucking have last night? Or what the fuck did I do last night? That to me, like in within this specific head cannon that I developed while listening to this, while taking my notes, that's what this was for me. And it was a really kind of fun and interesting way to kind of end that journey for me. Yeah. And, um, you know, the track trails off as you slink to your couch to nurse the, your wicked hangover. Um, I was like, I know the actual lyrics have nothing to do with this, but that's the, the, I thought that was perfect. That the, the song that's kind of trails off. You're like, right, I'm going fucking back to bed. <laughs> so that's the, it was just a really cool culmination. The fact that this was the last track on the album and it so perfectly put a lid on that, that like internal monologue I was having with myself while listening to these songs. It was just a really cool, fun listen for me and it's like I, I think i've talked about it before my notes listens aren't necessarily like they're my least favorite listen of an album and this one just that little spark of inspiration i had would made it a lot of fun and i, I really appreciate that and um yeah i'll talk a little bit more about that in my closing thoughts but yeah a cool song i mean I, again i don't have a whole lot to say about it other than the way it made me feel yeah so. it's, a, it's a good last track um like we talked about with with Death Clock a few weeks ago, where yeah. it just seems like it's soaring off into the distance. <laughs> uh, I feel like Lightyear is like the perfect way to put the song. Like, um, you know, it's kind of using it in a different context. How did I get here? Feels like a light year. I should have no fear, but my hands are slick. Yeah. So like, you know, he's holding on for dear life, but you know, he doesn't know if he's going to make it through it. And 
I really like how it just like sails off. Mm-hmm. How did I get here? Yeah. It's just like, and just like the way the album ends. And it's, it feels like albums sometimes do this on purpose to where if you have the album on repeat, it kind of feels like the guitar is ending right yeah. where proper dose opens back up. Yeah. And it, I really appreciate it for that. It's not, it's not my favorite track, but yeah. it's also a good finisher. Yeah. Yeah. You know the album's over after this song. Yes. I think that, I think that perfectly sums up, sums up this song and that, yeah, it doesn't have to be great. It just has to be great at what it does. And that's closing an album. And I think it does that very effectively. So it would be a cool song to hear them play like as a last song. Yeah. On a show. Yeah, sure. I, I like listening to albums in that way as well. Like picking out where this would be played in an, in an, uh, like a live set where they're promoting this album. And I think this would be a yeah, perfect way to kind of trail off, you know, dim the lights, continue to say that line, that re- reprise over and over again. It, it would be a really cool kind of treat as a fan. And then maybe come out and play some old classics as your, your encore. Or yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there we go. Proper dose. Let's get into closing thoughts. Hey, <laughs> I was fighting a burp. Little, little, uh, little whiskey. Closing thoughts. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, yeah, and I, so you want me to start or you want to go? Yeah, you can go first. Okay, so uh, I wrote this is a very Dylan album. And so when I listened to it, I was like, yeah, okay, I get it. This is Dylan. This album is Dylan. And I was like, you know, it's 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 not, it's not punk, but it's not just punk. It's got a little bit, it's got a little tinge of sadness and instead of just angst, which a lot of punk just has. It's just angsty for the sake of being angry, you know what I mean? Um and all right, it's 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 not it's not quite what it seems at first. There's a lot more depth there than meets the eye. I was like, much like when I first met you, it's like, oh, this is just a goofy country boy. And then as I got to know you over the last five years, it's like, no, there's a whole lot more to you under that luscious mustache. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I've I've really come to appreciate Dylan Hyden as a whole person, and that's kind of how I feel about this album. Like, you, you know, there's something on the surface there that you can kind of judge it by. But when you really start to dig in, you listen to the lyrics or you listen to the kind of um, like writing techniques that they use, there's a whole lot more there to discover and it's worth, it's worth spending some time with. So, um, yeah. And, 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 you know, living that headcanon that it had me go through is, is something, uh, you know, I don't, I might not necessarily remember those songs individually, but I'm going to remember that trip that it took me on. Cause that doesn't happen every day. Yeah. Like I listen to music all the fucking time and it's very rare that I just for like four songs, I'm like, Oh shit. Oh shit. This is a different part of that night or it gets an extent. It was almost like a dreamlike thing that happened. And like I said, there's, there's not a whole lot higher of a compliment I can give to an album that, you know, good or bad. Like even the, the song in there that just made me angry. It was still part of that trip that I was on and it's still kind of connected that, that seven through 11 as one kind of collective memory for me. And I think that's a cool thing to experience. And, you know, I don't get that with everything. Certainly not with a lot of the stuff that I listen to. It's it's, it's a cool trip to take. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of when artists do, like, four songs into a music video and kind yeah, of turn yeah, it into, yeah, like, yeah. a mini movie. That's kind of what you described. And I think that would be, like, a really cool, like, mini movie if they decided to do it, you know, three years now that since the album came out. But Yeah, hey, Parker you know. Cannon, if you're listening to this, let's, uh, let's get on that that 7 to 11 uh, mini movie. I'll, I'll be in it. We yeah. can go film at the escape. <laughs> you got, you got two quality actors right <laughs> yeah. here, but yeah, that that's, uh, that's, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, I was very nervous about doing this. <laughs> yeah, I know you were. It, I guess it just meant so much to me that it made sense. It didn't make sense to put it off any longer. Sure. Um, just because of the, the place I was at when it came out and it just like, 
it was tr- the whole album is just triumphant. And I know I've used that word a lot, but it just felt like it was helping me push through when I really mm-hmm. needed it. And I think that's a really cool thing in music is, you know, albums before this, it's not like I was looking for, you know, advice from Parker Cannon. He was just talking about a lot of breakups and it, it was angry music. And when I thought about it last week after the show, I know I, I had mentioned another album of theirs. Yeah. But I kind of wanted to do the more grown-up version. Maybe someday when we're down the road we can we can go circle back to some of their older albums that aren't as grown-up as this, but they're still as fun. Yeah. But for this, it was just like I, I needed you to hear it, and I, I needed you to hear it before you heard their other stuff. So I'm glad you liked it, and you know a lot of these songs are some of my favorite songs of all time. So um, I call it a win. I feel like we did it justice. Yeah, you know, I think, like I said, it'd be, this album became a metaphor for me discovering you as a person more and getting to know you better. So I think that's mission accomplished on uh, on all fronts there. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's it's one of your favorite albums, and I, like I said, it kind of reflects who you are as a person. I think that's I think that's a cool thing. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it. And like I said, I'm glad I didn't have to break your your little heart because that would have really hurt me to sit across was, me for an hour honestly, and watch you. I was weep. ready for it either way. That's why I didn't ask. All, yeah. We wait like we go about a week in between recording out yeah. our uh, episodes, and it takes everything in me not to ask. Like, hey, how are you feeling? I about know. It? <laughs> well, I know I, you feel the same way. Well, there's part of yeah, there's part of me that wants to talk about it because I'm excited to talk about it, but there's also part of me that's like, save it for the pod. Like, we don't want to blow all of our conversation load before we get here because yeah. then we're not gonna have shit to talk about. So, um, or we could just start the episode talking about random shit like we did this week. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I might honestly put that in there. Yeah, I think it should be. I think it should stay in there. Um, um but. Do you have an album for next week? I do. Um, I really struggled with this. I was I was looking through uh, two nights ago. Is that when I texted you about this? Yes. Yeah, two nights ago, I was like, fuck, I got to pick another album. I hadn't even thought about it because I was still enjoying Famous Monsters so much. I was like, yeah. we can't just do the same album again. Um, yeah, and I was like, I'm struggling. I was like, could I, I thought about doing another Faith No More album. I was like, it's too early. And, you know, I was just, I was like, all right, cool. I'm just going to turn, I'm just going to dig through Spotify and see where it leads me. And I just started clicking on different playlists, different things. And eventually I came to this album cover that looked fucking awesome. And if you've ever listened to me and Dill on Dollar Beer Night or Queen City Podcast, you know how susceptible we are to cool looking marketing, especially on beer. (laughs) It works just as well with music I've never listened to. If you've got a cool fucking album cover, I'm going to be more, way more likely to turn on your album and give it a shot. Definitely. And I found this kind of neo-futuristic looking thing where it's like this monolithic stone of a guy, of a hand playing a keytar and like three, like four, like like 1950s looking like what people what people in 1950s thought looked like Martians like pointing up at this this stone like it's fucking awesome album cover um, and I gave it a listen and I was imme- I immediately fell in love with this this band so I had never listened to this band before until two days ago so I'm excited for us to kind of discover it together I've only listened to the album through once ever okay and um, it's a band called Twerp T W R P short for Tupperware Remix Party. Okay. They're from Nova Scotia, Canada. I would describe them as like a neo electro funk. <laughs> it's it's so far removed from anything we've done before. I cannot fucking wait to talk about it. Jesus. It's 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 this album name is called Over the Top. Um they're wacky, dude. Um Hold on, I got a picture of their names, uh, and it's their the names of these people are just out of this world crazy. 
Sorry, this is dead air. This is this is, is, is it better than Doctor Frankenstein von Bargen. Well, here's the current members, okay? Doctor Sung, Lord Phobos, Commander Meowch, who dresses in a lion costume, and Jave Hogan. I guess this is the most Kevin Carter band I've ever. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Uh, past members include Stone Machismo, Atomacock Star Trotter, and Bombus Tron. <laughs> Star Trotter was such a <laughs> cocksucker. You know what? It, the fame got to his head is what it was. <laughs> he thought he could trot on them stars without any repercussions. Yeah, I, I sent you a picture of the band. Yeah. And that's what that's their stage outfits. They honestly, I said they look like uh, Power Rangers that got sent to Misfit Mountain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, Dude, I just, I, I, I shared this album with anybody I can think of that would enjoy it. Like I shared it with Alec. Yeah. And he's like, dude, this is immediately in my rotation. So if you can think about the kind of shit that Alec listens to and enjoys, it's, it's like that. Um, if you've ever listened to Justice, like a heavy electronica, yeah. but with a little bit more funk inspired shit. It's a it's a wild ride. I don't know if you're gonna like it, hate it, somewhere in between. I, all I know is you're gonna giggle while you're listening to it. Hell yeah. So all right, I'm what's, what's their name again? Twerp T W R. I'll send you the album afterwards, but okay. yeah, T W R P. It's short for Tupperware Remix Party, and they they shortened it to Twerp just for copyright issues because yeah. they can't say Tupperware. So, but yeah, Twerp. Okay, well there you go. <laughs> yeah. We got our album next week, and then uh, after that, I think we're gonna hop into one of our themes. Yeah, are we settled on New Metal March? New Metal March sounds like a, a fun fun time. If you guys have any um, suggestions for New Metal. Uh, send them to us. We might yeah. we might do them. I think we pretty much got ours. Set, I'm pretty set on what I want to do, and we might have a guest appearance from old Benny Boy. Yeah, we can welcome Ben back. That motherfucker we talked to, <laughs> we hated last week. Yeah, <laughs> we, we threw some shade, so now we're ready for him to come back. Yeah, he 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 sent us a, a nasty text, and uh, he's like, you know. You know all joking aside, I really wanted to come back on <laughs> and talk about hybrid theory by Lincoln Park. So. Yeah, so we're we're excited to kind of um, try try it out, see how it feels, and uh, you know if it's the only time we do it, the only month we do it, then. I'm, I, here's the thing: I, I know this is not necessarily like something we need to talk about on the podcast, but I think it could be interesting to kind of get our thoughts on it. Um, I think about uh, doing a theme; it kind of forces us to be less attached to these albums and i think it's more fun like when we did like newer stuff we're not neither one of us is really attached to it it's more fun to kind of do approach this uh, this podcast that in that way yeah so it's kind of pigeonholing us a little bit uh and i think it's you know i think it's a good thing i think it's going to lead to some funner albums and you know I, I think you know we could do the alliteration for the months we could do alt rock april yeah <laughs> you know we could just it's we could, easy yeah it's easy yeah, you, um, anything anything is alt rock yeah. or uh, vinyl February, where we just go pick a vinyl and do, <laughs> do a vinyl. vinyl February. <laughs> that's that's impossible to say. Vinyl February. Vinyl February. There you go. Yeah, we did it. So at least we got to wait eleven months for that. Yeah. So we'll go. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, yeah. So I think it'll be fun. I think if you know if we get some feedback where people aren't enjoying it as much, I think we'll obviously do it. But I think it could be fun. I like. Um, restricting yourself to give yourself, I think it leads to a little bit more creativeness sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I'm excited and uh, I'm excited to hear some some twerp, some Tupperware, <laughs> Tupperware remix party. But it's going to be weird not hearing Star Trotter on the album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to definitely be yeah. missing him. But uh, <laughs> have a good week, guys. <laughs>